0: battle ready broadcast believing what it says hi welcome back to battle ready thank you for joining us on this saturday we are in first chronicles and we're going to start in chapter 22 we appreciate you joining us get your bibles out read with us take notes send us messages you can talk to us while we're teaching we'll be glad to try to answer anything
1: we can or at least bring it up in discussion. So we'll start with Laura. Or look at it and not have anything to say whatsoever because we haven't thought about it yet.
2: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we but, don't have all the but answers. But the intention
0: is that we it just is good want to intention. talk about we're going to That's believe right. what it says and we're going to try to go through it. So we're okay. in First Chronicles, again, chapter 22. Laura, we picked up where David stopped the plague after buying the threshing floor. How do you want to go
1: into this one? Like usual... At a left field. That's fine. <laughs> I want to talk about, just for a second, ten virgins. Okay? And I want to talk about, in the New Testament, we talk about the wise and the foolish. The five mm-hmm. wise and the five foolish. Mm-hmm. We're talking about girls waiting for a wedding feast. Mm-hmm. Waiting for the bridegroom to come. And what's important about that story is that all ten of them had oil once. Mm-hmm. Right, correct. because it tells us that they all had oil but five had enough and five, and didn't five have. don't have enough to make it through until the bridegroom returns mm-hmm. right correct I was thinking about that all day thinking about this lesson how to put that together and the thought that I had was because it doesn't tell you that five were really evil people mm-hmm. and five were really good people and it doesn't tell you that five were really it says they were foolish Mm-hmm. but it doesn't say that they were heretics and mm-hmm. the other five had their their doctrine correct correct That's what it right. tells you is that five of them didn't pay any attention
3: mm-hmm. right they ready.
1: <clears throat> why are they not ready they neglected the most important thing they had to take care of they didn't necessarily do anything necessarily bad they just and didn't it do necessarily twice i know but they just didn't they do neglected they what prepared. was important okay What we find in chapter 22 is someone who's not neglecting what's the greatest calling of his life, even Mm -hmm. though it's not the calling that he wanted to perform. Mm -hmm. Because he wants to build God a temple, he wants to build a house for God and replace the situation where we have half the tabernacle in Gibeon and the Ark of the Covenant in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and Levites not doing the right thing because under the last administration they weren't they didn't esteemed use and they weren't considered, and Samuel had the hardest job in the world trying to get Saul lined out, and David wants to put things back together and give to God a beautiful gift, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he he's not going to get the opportunity to do that, but in chapter 22 he says, I'm gonna make sure I've got my oil ready.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna make sure that I don't run out. And the way I'm gonna do that I is that. I'm gonna set everything in order for my son Solomon to be able to walk in because God has graciously given him permission to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna make sure every possible thing I can do to make that happen, I do. Right? That's correct. Not because I'm earning my way to heaven or because I'm smarter than everybody else or better than anybody else, but I'm gonna prepare and pay attention to the things of value. And he actually says, because
0: God says, I am a man of war and I can't build it, I'm gonna make sure everything Solomon has he needs. Everything's in place. All the stuff is ready, more than enough. Actually, more than enough, I think.
1: Yeah, and and some things that he prepared, like nails, Solomon decided not to use. But what what he does is everything that he can
3: Mm -hmm.
1: to be ready. Mm -hmm. He doesn't neglect it. There's a verse that says, how much trouble we'll be in if we neglect so great a salvation, right? If we just don't pay attention to it, the and, trouble we can be in. And you
3: might take <coughs> that
1: in another twist,
0: for your children's sake. How much are we putting back for our children's sake? How much are we getting ready for them so that it's not all completely new to them? They He, he talks... You know i know we're going to get in here and i'm not sure how much we're going to read but he tells him the details that god gives him of how he wants this to be done so god kind of talks to david the same as god talked to moses when he gave him the tabernacle but david doesn't just expect solomon to know that he spends some time showing them plans and in my in my imagination and in what i bred it to
1: say He's letting him know this is how it should be done. I find it interesting that, and, and we've talked about this several times about this book, we don't talk about David and Bathsheba mm-hmm. or David and Uriah. No. All this has happened. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about Absalom's rebellion. No. We don't talk about any of these issues. So why is Ezra, or who's supposed to be the guy that this? <clears> why <throat> is Ezra doing that? And that's what I wanted to say. So what does he focus on? He focuses on what he thinks is the most important thing for the children of Israel to know as they come out of captivity and into the Mm -hmm. new land Mm -hmm. is that this house of God was well thought. Mm -hmm. This house of God came out of the mind of God and a partnership with a man whose heart was after God. Mm -hmm. Right? Wasn't just thrown
0: up and be a happenstance. The the reason I
1: mention that he doesn't mention Bathsheba and Uriah is because what would be expected if you'd had that great sin and that great failing, is that Solomon would be your least favorite child.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He'd be your hidden away mm-hmm. child. He would not be the one that would be king. Right? You would have picked Absalom because he's beautiful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's powerful and he's, and he's manly like and they love mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Right? He is like David. Mm-hmm. He is. Or you'd have picked Adonijah, who's mm-hmm. oldest, mm-hmm. right? Or one of these people that you would have picked these other sons, but God and David, whose heart is after God. make sure that everybody knows and he even calls a meeting I don't know that how many verses in 22 we're going to read I would like to get to 23 and read Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but just talking about what happens in 22 he calls all the elders and the wise men and the counselors so that they know well before David dies that it's Solomon it's Solomon Mm -hmm. that God has chosen and it's Solomon whose name means peace Mm Mm-hmm. And, right and god i says, can't build this temple because i am a man of war but the next king is a king of peace, peace. Mm-hmm. and this king of peace has been given permission by god and i want all of you he didn't just line up nails and wood and, he but, lined up
2: men mm-hmm.
1: and and, right? and jobs and here's what you need to and do And when we started this book we said one of the great things about a great leader like david is that he lined up the men mm-hmm. he said these are the mighties These are the men I can trust. These are the men that were with me in the bad times. They'll be with me in the good times. Mm -hmm. Here he is, that same leadership power. At the end of this book saying, I'm lining up these guys for Solomon. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that this is who you're loyal to because this is how it's going down. This is the way it needs to be. Right? And not only does he do that, and this is my third one, then I'll stop. Well, I don't know
0: if you're you're headed in this direction. But isn't that exactly what God the
1: Father did through Christ?
0: Right? He's lining it up. And and if you start to see that picture. Zachariah, John
1: the Baptist, Mary and Joseph. Correct. Right? Let's let's get this all ready because my son's coming. And he's the son. He's peace. the son of peace. Mm-hmm. And when he gets here, Doesn't he's got a you... job to do. Mm-hmm. And I want you lined up and ready. Prepare and ready. the way. Here's what it's gonna right? be. Here's how Prepare it's gonna work. Way. I already I fixed this. Like plantation. those wise virgins. Mm-hmm. What's different about you? What's different about John the Baptist? Well, he's called from his mother's womb, but he's a man.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What's different about him? He's prepared. He's he's preparing he's the way He's preparing the way for mm-hmm. the King of Kings. He's thinking mm-hmm. about what matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got his lamp full of oil. Mm-hmm. He's not neglecting what's important. Mm-hmm. I think if there's and one t- sin we're doing right now is we're we are neglecting pre- what's important. Yeah, and we aren't always preparing. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I'm a Christian, but all of our focus and all of our intention are on these lesser things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's saying, when you when you do that, he's going to come, and your lamp's empty because mm-hmm. you're, you're neglecting the lesser things. Right, and I, I don't, I you're know I'm trying to separate you're, you're, stories you're, together. You know, but you are, and I, I, <coughs> I shouldn't have brought
0: that in yet. I'm sorry, I, I should That's have okay. saved that for no, the it's big right. ending. But when you read this, in when you read this chapter, and you're thinking both ways, the physical David and his son Solomon, mm-hmm. and his people, and, and his leaders, picture. and his men, and then you picture the, and then you the God, see the, Father, the picture, God, the, God the Father, and Jesus, and his
1: preparation. It's always about Jesus. When you see that though, when (laughs) you start
0: to read things with that perspective, it opens your eyes to those little things Mm -hmm. that way over here in the New Testament, then you think the Pharisees should have kind of known that. They Mm -hmm. should have noticed this. They should have seen this. Actually, they should have been preparing the way for everybody else to see it.
1: That was their job. Mm -hmm. That's true. That was their job. That's their job is to prepare so, the way for Jesus. So how do we want to start? Do we want to read? Well, I, I lost my train of thought, but there was something else. Oh, I, no, sorry. you did really good. Don't no, be sorry. You
0: had 3. You what had... was my
1: third one? <laughs> do you remember could you read my mind and know what the third thing I was going to
0: know what your third thing was? But oh it'll my come goodness. Back, but it will God won't okay. let it be gone? So do we want to start in 23 or do we want to start in 22? 22 we have to do, 22, don't you think? Because this I mean, is where the stuff is at and there's where he tells the people. So let's just do that. You go for it. So in First Chronicles chapter 22, verse 1, Then David said, so this is after he's afraid to go any farther and talk to God anymore because of the angel of the Lord, the sword of that angel, who stood over Jerusalem and over where the temple would be built to say, I can't cross them. You know, we had our own little blessing in that conversation last time because you can't cross the blood, right? You basically it's you can't what's gonna happen on that threshing floor that's what happened when Abraham offered Isaac. That's where all these things happen.
1: And, and if you didn't understand any of that, go back and listen to the last yeah, that podcast was... because that'll bring you up to what we're talking about. I know that can be very confusing. If this is like the first time you watched, yes. that would be confusing. Yeah. And I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, there's a lot of true. background to that, that's to true. where we are right at that point. So
0: now David says, this is the house of the Lord God and this is the altar of the burnt offering for Israel. So he now, Recognizes what this
1: place is going to be, I think. And this is just just a spot on a floor where you thresh grain. That's it. Go ahead. All we have right now is a temple, a tabernacle, a tent that's in Gibeon, and the Ark of the Covenant, David's brought back into Jerusalem, but everything's out of order and out of whack. Mm -hmm. He's trying his best to put things back the way they ought to be. Mm -hmm. And the priests and the Levites are not where they ought to be. Mm -hmm. And there's been some judgments and some consequences, major consequences, Mm -hmm. because everything's out of order, right? Mm -hmm. And we're trying to get things back into order. So David wants to build a permanent Mm -hmm. place for the the temple to be and the Ark of the Covenant to dwell inside, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: which also represents Christ, but we'll talk about that later, Mm -hmm. in this spot. But all he's doing right now is standing on that ground and saying, this is where it's going to be. And when he says that, he begins to prepare and he
0: starts planning even in his mind he's starting to think verse 2 right go on or wait you got another thought the
1: thought i had is on the rim of my mind (laughs) go ahead it's circling the
0: either the toilet or ready
1: to come out i don't know
0: (laughs) the candle of your brain that's right (laughs) Verse two and David commanded to gather together the strangers that were in the land of Israel, and he set masons to hew wrought stones oh.
1: to build the house of God. <laughs> he prepares the supplies, David does for the temple. He prepares the men mm-hmm. for the arrival of the temple. And it's gone again. <laughs> I'm giving up on it. So
0: was it that they hewed the stones? He prepared the material so they could be pieced together when they got
1: there? He said. I'm going to say it. He prepares the Levites. Okay. Okay. So he goes back and he digs up what's supposed to happen, what their job's supposed to be, how it's broken down, and how they're going to administer that job. And why is that important? I'll tell you why. Why is that important? (laughs) Hebrews chapter 4 and chapter 5. Mm-hmm. which goes into Jesus, our high priest. Jesus, our priest. Everything comes back to Christ.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So so in order to get things right and get things ready and prepare this wonderful thing that Solomon's going to be allowed to do, mm-hmm. we take a deep dive into what it is to serve as a priest mm-hmm. in Israel. And Christ answers every Everything. description.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? He does. <laughs> which wouldn't have happened... You know, sometimes you wonder in life, like, why God would allow King Saul to mess everything up and why he would allow these these failures to happen. God gives us a free will and a free choice, but he redeems those choices, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a reason he allowed that to happen, because this gives us a glimpse into what, what Jesus does for us on a whole new level. Mm-hmm. What is this high priest? What is he all about? And what's he provide? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and that he's and, touched with our infirmities mm-hmm. and that he is... And it takes a nation, a tribe of men to perform the office that Christ alone can perform. And mm-hmm. they can't even perform it because Hebrews tells you they have to offer their own sacrifice for sin. Before they can They're just stand-ins, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It takes the blood to start all of it. And but a, Christ does it as one and man. And another
0: thing to kind of remember is David <clears throat> doesn't just depend on them to know, he finds he goes out for and finds out because remember when they brought that, that arc before. up the, when they brought that ark up the first time mm-hmm. and he didn't really he just let them do what they that that ended in the guy dying because he touches the ark or the cart for the ark or the ark I think he touches the ark <clears throat> but he doesn't just wait on somebody else to tell him now he sets it in the order he wants it in and I don't
1: know if you want to talk about this or not but we spent a lot of time discussing like how do they get so far off how do they get so out of the way we spent a lot of time when we were preparing this and having conversations mm-hmm. this weekend mm-hmm. talking about how mankind can come come up with just an idea that they think sounds really good but within a few generations that idea begins what begins to be what everybody thinks God says mm-hmm. and instead of going and finding out for yourself you just you go on what that? you were told Mm-hmm. And that's really dangerous. It is extremely dangerous. Because you, you can't, mankind always messes it up. We always flip it upside down and turn it around to what it's not. Mm-hmm. And you have to go back and know what did God actually say?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What does the word actually say? Because it's unchanging and it's mm-hmm. forever and it's eternal. Mm-hmm. And our opinion on it is nothing at all. Right. And and it's okay if right. we have
0: a difference of an opinion. We right. Have a but don't today. exchange it's, your opinion for what it says. For what it says. And that's kind of why I think. That our podcast kind of motto is: find out for yourself. We're reading what it says. We are believing what it says to the best of our ability. To the best of our now, are we going to be wrong about things? I'm sure we will be because we do not have the all knowing, all seeing, all everything that God is. But sometimes, and I don't know if you do this. I know we've talked about this though. I will read something, and it's like the first time I've ever seen that word. How mm-hmm. did I miss that word? We were practicing music before we came up, and honest, it was a kind of an answer to a prayer. But um, on one of the chords, I mistook it for the same chord. It wasn't the same chord at all. It was completely different. And it's like,
1: but she thought it was there. But
0: I thought it should be there, and I had it mm-hmm. in my mind that I was doing it the right way. But that—that's not the chord. It was, and it's like, it, it took multiple times for me to see that's not what it says
1: right <laughs> which is what we do with scripture but but that's we do that we do. with
0: scripture we read it and we I've have been heard told that's what is there and i've heard somebody that i really like preach it this way or i have someone i didn't like preach it this way or teach it this way and then when you read it again what it really says it's you almost have to set your mind that if you're going to study scripture you have to read it like it's the first time you heard it you mentioned that the other day I didn't think about it that way, but that's kind of what you have to do to get rid of your bias mm-hmm. and your manipulation and your you get so much more out of the story if you forget everything you heard about it and just let it say what it is. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I don't know, that sounds probably a little too deep. I don't mean to sound all mystical. I don't mean it that way. You know way. what that is?
1: That's preparing the way for God to do his work and show you and well, reveal himself to you. He can't and show you. you things if you think you already know
0: what it is. Right, you can't. He can't show you stuff if you already think you know. Right. So, uh, verse three, and David prepared iron in abundance for the nails for the doors and the ga- of the gates and for the joinings and brass in abundance without weight, also cedar trees in abundance for the Zidonians Zyd- and they of Tyre brought much cedar wood to David. And David said, Solomon, my son, is young and tender, and the house that is to be builded for the Lord must be exceedingly Mm magnificent.
1: I like that word too. I've been using it in every day. Of fame. Have you? (laughs) I have
0: since I read this. Exceedingly magnificent, of fame and of glory throughout all countries. He doesn't want this just to be something Mm -hmm. that's just an okay house, he wants his God's house to be magnificent. I will therefore now make preparation for it. So David prepared abundantly before his death. Now, when I read that, I yes, I agree with the what he's doing with the temple and what he's doing for Sol- Solomon. But I also thought about from the perspective of if you, if we, if scripture tells us to teach us to number our days, to know that we're not here forever. So what preparation are we making Abundantly before our death for those that we love afterwards. I mean, Solomon, not Solomon. David has purpose. He wants that temple built. He didn't get to build it. He's going to do everything he can to make it as easy for his son Solomon as he can to build it. But where, how much of that are we doing for our families? He's leaving a roadmap,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and 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 we mm-hmm. kind of we're still. My generation is still that generation that well, if it makes me happy, I'll do it. If it doesn't, I won't. You know, and I might make a crit- i might like to criticize, but I don't necessarily want to do. You know, mm-hmm. I, that we're kind of that generation that brought that on. But what are we doing to make preparation abundantly, so that there can be a great work in the
1: lives of our children and our family? And the conversation family? is starting well before his death. Mm-hmm. He's not on his deathbed saying this to Solomon. No. He, he's way before say Solomon, here's the vision.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's what it is, and here's what you're to do, and here's how it's going to happen, and here's mm-hmm. what I'm laying aside. I guarantee this wasn't a one-time conversation because no. it says he prepares abundantly. Mm-hmm. So as he's doing these things and gathering these things, mm-hmm. Solomon knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. He knows. Right? He might be and young this and is, tender. this is the purpose for you to reign, Solomon, is to build this house of God. Because I
3: can't build it. the thing.
0: You're going to be the king of peace.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> Okay, verse 6.
0: Then he called for Solomon his son and charged him to build an house for the Lord God of Israel. And David said to Solomon, my son, as for me it was in my mind to build a house unto the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came to me saying, thou hast shed blood abundantly and hast made great wars. Thou shalt not build an house unto my name because thou hast shed much blood upon the earth in my sight. Now, I think personally just myself This includes Uriah. I do too. I've shed much blood. I did wars because that's what I needed to do, but I've also shed much blood. I Mm. think all of that matters to God. Verse 9, Behold, a son shall be born to thee. Let's see. Now I want you to go back up. The Lord came to me saying, Thou hast shed blood abundantly. Verse 9, Behold, a son shall be born unto thee. This is God talking to David. Who shall be a man of rest. And I will give him rest from all his enemies round about, for his name shall be Solomon, and I will give peace and quietness unto Israel in his days. Mm -hmm. He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. And I think just for a little bit right there, we just kind of went from Solomon to something bigger. <laughs> right? Absolutely. We went, we're talking about Solomon, but we're, we're on referencing something way bigger than just
1: yeah. that.
0: Now, my son, verse 11, the Lord be with thee and prosper thou and build the house of the Lord thy God as he hath said of thee. Only the Lord give thee wisdom and understanding and give thee charge concerning Israel that thou mayest keep the law of the Lord thy God. Then shalt thou prosper, if thou takest heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel. Be strong, and of good courage dread not, nor be dismayed. I wonder why he told him that. He's quoting Joshua.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Why? What's, what's Joshua saying? Because that's what, what the conversation between Moses and Joshua. When Moses says, you know what? I can only go this far, Joshua. But you're going to cross over as his son in the faith. You're going to cross over, and you're going to lead the people to do exactly what God said that you can do. You're going to claim this Mm -hmm. in victory because God said you can have it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Don't. And Joshua tells the people, "Be strong of good courage. Do not Mm -hmm. be afraid." Mm -hmm. All Moses says it. Joshua says it. When Joshua's Mm -hmm. getting ready to die, what's he say to the people? Same thing, right? Be strong and good courage. He tells them, "Be strong and good courage." Here's David saying to his son. What you are tasked to do, you're going to need the wisdom of God to do. Solomon was like the smartest man to ever live. The Bible says, mm-hmm. full of wisdom. Mm-hmm. I like and still in his own wisdom and his own smarts and his own ability, he can't build the temple. He can't do anything for God. He needs God's wisdom to do it. David says, you're not doing this on your own. Mm-hmm. God said you're going to be his son, mm-hmm. not not just my son. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about that with your kids? Mm-hmm. Like your kids... You're proud of them and they make you look good when they do well, mm-hmm. right? You're pleased with them and, and, and you hope people see them and think, well, you did a good job with those kids. But the truth is those kids aren't yours at all. They never were. They came from God, they go to God, they answer to God. He'll mm-hmm. be their father mm-hmm. if they surrender to Him. He'll lead their life. He'll do through them what He wants to accomplish. And we, and the, the hardest part and the best part at the same exact time mm-hmm. is us getting out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here to introduce you to God the Father, introduce you to His Son Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. show you what it's like to walk in the Spirit, but then I need to get out of the way. Because when once He is your Father, and once the Holy Spirit's operating in your life, that's better than what I can give you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I, I'm going to say this, and I, I don't know who to give credit to for this at all, uh, but my father passed away when I was very young, seven-ish, I think I was uh, seven. And just had just turned seven. And I remember someone somewhere. I used to, I had an aunt and different people who would come and pick me up and take me to church. You know, before we actually, the family all got into church really good. And I can remember somebody somewhere. And I really don't even know who this belongs to. Someone somewhere said, they were talking about God the Father. And they were talking about him so... I mean for a seven-year-old to even pay attention to what they were saying and I was paying attention to what then they kept saying you know it doesn't matter that I don't have an earthly father but if I have a heavenly father and and that I could talk to him anytime and that I could take everything to him and I could have you know I had a father who would listen to me even if I didn't and I don't even know who said all that but I never forgot that and I can remember as a child talking in my mind to my heavenly father because there were things I wanted to tell my earthly father and he wasn't here. Long story short, that's a relationship that David, I, you know, this relationship that David has with Solomon, he's talking to his son. He's telling him what he wants to do. And I'm thinking how gracious God is that if you just want to talk to him, he'll talk to you right he will he will lead and set up and protect and he knows what you don't know I mean I think some people think they can't approach God at all and I know I changed thoughts right in the middle of that no, okay. thing. but you just how awesome is it that we have a Heavenly Father that you can take all of this stuff to right my son, the Lord be with thee. You On well, all your smarts and all that you are and all that you do, you still need that
1: communication with the Heavenly and and like Father. Going back to that idea of preparation, David is aware that he's done the best he can mm-hmm. to put all this stuff in store. And he knows his store, time is limited. And he knows that he's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. And he says to Solomon, don't sweat that. I mean, yeah, in my yeah, words, yeah. he says, okay. okay, so I've put these things away. God has given you permission mm-hmm. and the calling to do this, the charge, it calls it in that chapter, to do this, accomplish this thing. Don't worry that I'm not here because he's here.
3: Mm-hmm. He's, he's he, here he and, and,
1: and you're going to be like his son. Mm-hmm. And he's going to make sure that you have the wisdom and you have the, the, what you need it to accomplish what God is going to do, do in pros- your life.
0: You're going to prosper.
1: If That's you're taking, parenting. Yeah that's that's the key to parenting is I say to my kids I'm limited I can't always help you I don't know the answer just the other day Lena called had a situation and and she's brokenhearted and I'm trying to tell her how to handle the situation and I realize as I'm talking I don't have a clue what I'm talking about and I had to stop and say I don't have that answer God has that answer God Mm -hmm. is with you turn that over to him and trust him do what you know is right and don't panic because I can't be there, and I can't fix it, but God can. Mm-hmm. So you're, I trust Him, you mm-hmm. trust Him, and, we're gonna, and you know what? God worked everything out to her good. Not that everything always goes perfectly. I'm just saying that parenting is being able to turn your kids over to God and them, them to turn their lives over to God. And if you've done that, it. you've succeeded
0: well, because you
1: can't always fix it. And
0: that's where and we started. There. That's what started right? that whole <clears throat> conversation about my Heavenly Father. But when my when you girls were little when i would pray about something for you too i would never just say god my daughters are here and they need this it was always god our daughters our daughters are i mean i always mm-hmm. tried very hard maybe i didn't always 100% of the time but i tried really hard to share, to to pray in a way that i recognized they belonged you guys belonged to him more than me but i just got the privilege of being the mom you know mm-hmm. And I think when we're talking about the preparation that that Mm -hmm. David's making and the stuff he's getting lined up, maybe that's the kind of stuff we need to line up for our families. They need to understand that, yes, I'm your mother, like you did with Lena. Yes, I'm your mother, but it's God who got the answer to this. we, We prepare them for those hurts and those aches and those sad things and the good things you know, by sh- by making sure they know who God is.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And,
1: I, and So I, let's give it a rundown one more time so we don't lose our points. Okay. I don't know why I've been on an outline lately. I'm turning into a free, free will basketball. <laughs> I, I won't push your part. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I know. I got a little bit of OCD in this area. So <laughs> he's prepared physically
3: mm-hmm.
1: with all the materials. Mm-hmm. He's prepared. I don't know how to put this in words. You give this one a title. But he's put people all around him to give him With a clear support. vision and wisdom and people he can trust. Well, has he's done, he's he prepared has jobs socially. He's
0: lined up jobs. Right. He's lined he, up. He's the put processes. around
1: this this situation man of he's trustworthy plan. wisdom. He's right? created a plan. Physically. But socially. now right here, where we are, he, he's giving Solomon. I know. I, I'm getting him. He's four. Okay. So, so the third one, he prepared spiritually. He got the Levites in order. Mm-hmm. Let's go back and see the Word of God. Let's make sure. But that's an. our that next we're, chapter. I know. that we are going to put these out, guys. And he prepared Solomon. the son. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So these four things, I'm just thinking, how do I apply this? <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to be able to apply this, and I need to see the Christ in this. Right? Mm-hmm. So Christ physically has prepared everything i need he promised Mm -hmm. he said you are worth more than many sparrows Mm -hmm. he's right Mm -hmm. He, he if the lilies of Solomon the field don't have to worry about
3: tempt- what they are means. having mm-hmm. to wear
1: today, I'm not going to get up and worried about what I have to wear today. Mm-hmm. God is going to provide for my needs. Richie reminded me of that this morning when we were talking about something, and I was in a panic. And we he were said, "Trust about- the Lord; He will meet your every need." That's what He said. Every need. And we said that downstairs. I'm not going to hold off your points, but we said that downstairs. He's doing that
0: when we're thinking about retiring and the economy, Runs is crazy. On the that
1: is, inflation, and you think, and
0: I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Spiritual I'm, there's wickedness not going to be anything there for me when I get right? ready to retire. But in the, in the, as soon as I, I say that out of my same mouth. Same guy
1: who said this, what's in this chapter, said, I have never seen. The righteous forsaken or the seed begging bread.
0: Never seen it. Yeah. Right.
2: Twice.
1: He's prepared for me physically. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He's prepared for me socially. What I mean? He gave me a church. Mm-hmm. we do- Livvy's doing a project right now where she's recording people in our church talk about what they love about being here. Mm-hmm. I love the idea. She's doing it for school. It's a big capstone thing she's working on. But what we were, what God has given us is people of wisdom Mm
2: -hmm.
1: what we talked about right and Mm -hmm. trustworthiness Mm -hmm. to band together and Hebrews go back to Hebrews chapter 10 Mm -hmm. verse 25 to provoke us to Mm -hmm. good works Mm -hmm. he surrounded us with people that when we start going this way go hey 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 get back here
2: Mm
1: -hmm. hey come on let's praise him together let's get in the right way you're not thinking about that right Mm -hmm. those wise people he's prepared for me spiritually he sent people to preach to me, to teach me, to show me when I'm in error, to bring up things that I'm getting wrong, spiritually setting things in order, like oh, that may be what you think, that's what we talked about, not getting mm-hmm. an error of what people think. You may think that, that may sound good, but here's what the scripture says. Mm-hmm. He's, that's Christ, the Holy Spirit, our teacher,
3: mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm.
1: Is given me that. And then preparing us as his children, He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. We are never alone. We are never without resource, because Christ Himself,
2: Mm -hmm. right, is our
1: cornerstone. He's what we stand on. Mm -hmm. He's not only our example and our Savior. He's given us the Holy Spirit to constantly be a resource inside of us. So this preparation is deep. It is. It's not. And and what I wanted to point out, (coughs) there is a preparation you do. Those those virgins had to be aware of what they needed. <coughs> I me. guess that was my point. I'm not making very well. I wish they I didn't. The they didn't create the oil. Nope. Right. They didn't invent the lamp. They just had to be aware they needed oil. Mm-hmm. Right. And stay prepared <laughs> to have it. <laughs> their that. preparation was being aware of their need. <coughs> that without the oil, <coughs> I'm not I'm ready. Sorry. That's okay. <coughs> Does that make sense? And the oil always in Scripture is representation of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I can't do it without it, so I have to be aware that I don't have it or I do have it. I have to be aware, <coughs> right? Mm-hmm. My preparation is an easy one. God's preparation is a very lengthy one. And He's already done all of that. Basically, I prepare to go to heaven by recognizing my need. Mm-hmm. We're going to go because He right? said we could. And David says to Solomon, I've done all this. I've done the best I can do. But you need to be aware of your need mm-hmm. of God himself in order to make this happen. Verse 13,
0: you will prosper if you take heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord charged Moses concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. I, know, I like the phrase dread not,
3: mm-hmm.
0: because or nor be dismayed. Because we really do very Think this easily. this could be very overwhelming? We could get very discouraged. We could get very, we dreaded. It's hard work sometimes to get everything done that needs to be done. Um, you fail. You mess up. You have a day where you don't get it right at all, and you have to go back and be sorry and straighten up and start over. But he says, be strong and of good courage. Dread not. Don't be dismayed, nor be dismayed. Now behold. Could, could you
1: put all that you're going to have to control how you think about this.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you had, if you had to shrink that down on what he's saying to do, is like, Solomon, let me warn you, your worst enemy could be your own mind yes. and how you think. And so you need to think still, about this the right way. And isn't that still true with all I, of us? I, I do Isn't think it so?
0: still the fact that we are our own worst enemies? Protect us from ourselves because we can get wound up and, Angry about something or discouraged here's a glorious or thing something. you've been
1: given to do and now you're dreading it. And now you're dreading it.
0: And it's a great big, and it's not <laughs> going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time to do this. So you're in it for the long haul. You're not in it for, it's not a sprint. It's a race, mm-hmm. right? It's a long time thing. I, I don't know uh, how, so let's talk about that. Don't let's unpack that for a minute.
1: I want to get to 23, but I, I know, feel like God's going slow I
0: know. You're going to miss something. So, how do we, I want to get how do we dread not mm-hmm. or be dismayed? I mean, our physical health wears us down, our mental health wears us down. You our, have to think right. Our economy right? wears us down, our
1: situations wears But what wears He's been down. given is a glorious honor. Mm-hmm. And yet, you can turn it into dismay. You can turn it into dread. You can turn it into feeling overwhelmed. And you can easily do that. Why? Because the worst enemy's here. So you have to keep remembering this is an honor. This is a gift. And it's already been everything. Right? My I, life in
0: Christ is a gift. And Solomon should not have, um, I say that and I know that's not right. Solomon's part of this dreading. He's got everything handed to him. Except and, for actually Doing, doing it. But we do the same thing, right? <laughs> yes. We have everything handed to us.
1: You've been made every alive gift. in Christ. Now, living the Christian life, you've got to do it. Every drink, right?
0: Or every drink. Every, every drink. <laughs> I don't them. mean
1: drink. Yes. I was
0: thinking I needed a drink of water. That's yes. not what I mean. <laughs> Everything, every talent, every ability, every bit of wisdom, everything we have Came from him in the first place. Mm-hmm. That was in my daily Bible yeah. today. It was how you know. He's I think David says that in one of the, in either this chapter or the next. God, everything you gave me came from you anyway. We took up an offering. We got all this money, but everything was yours to begin with. You just made it. You made it in their hearts to give it to you, to give it back.
1: Now let's take it off us and put it back on Christ, because this is multi-layered. Okay, mm-hmm. if we're talking about God the Father and God the Son, Miss mm-hmm. Solomon is a picture of jesus christ and what he did and what he built jesus built a permanent place for us to get in touch with god the father himself Mm -hmm. right he is the holy of holies he is the high priest
3: Mm
1: -hmm. he is he is is the temple he is a permanent place, right? That's what the, temp- the temple is, not a, t- a tabernacle traveling anymore. It's a permanent, established, forever way to meet with mm-hmm. God right there. Right there. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what it represents. And he, he's being that. But in the Garden of Gethsemane, there was dread.
0: Mm-hmm. If there's, there's any dismay, other way. dismay. Yeah.
1: There's pain. There's agony. And there's a choice. Mm-hmm. Christ has to say, Not my will, but thine be done. Yes, I'm going to do what you sent me here to do. I'm going to make that permanent place. He had a much tougher job than Solomon. Yes, he did. Right? God the Father prepared the way through the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. showing what had to be done, giving all the examples, giving all the prophecy, giving all the prophets. But Christ had to come and actually do do
3: it.
1: -hmm. It. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And he had to say yes. And he had to overcome this mental, yeah, because as a human being, there's dread, and there's dismay, mm-hmm. and there's fear, right? Mm-hmm. There is, and there's pain, and he and has to. Anger, he's he's praying till there's it, his sweat was as great drops of blood when he comes to say, "Will you please pray with me mm-hmm. to his disciples?" But ultimately, the disciples can't do anything to help him because they're not able. Mm-hmm. They don't have it, and he has to build it. He mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm builds it that permanent place and just just think about like there's a lot to that do not be afraid Mm -hmm. do not be dismayed do not not
0: dread dread. don't yeah be of good courage the victory he
1: won was more than a I don't I don't know it's it's a physical victory it's a mental victory it's a spiritual victory it's it's a it's a timeless victory it's victory Mm -hmm. but it's because he chose to actually do it Mm
3: -hmm.
0: because he didn't have to because he didn't have to and he was obedient to the Father. So in Solomon, roll right. back to Solomon, he can decide not to do this. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to build this temple just because his father so, said David's going to die. David dies. He He's would never king. know. How would he know? Right? He's king. But he does out of obedience to the Father. And mm-hmm. Jesus did out of obedience to his Father. Verse 14. Now behold, in my trouble, I have prepared for the house of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold, and a thousand thousand talents of silver, and of brass and of iron without weight, for it is in abundance. Timber also and stone have I prepared that thou mayest add thereto. Moreover there are workmen with thee in abundance, hewers and workers of stone and timber, and all manner of cunning men for every manner of work. Of the gold and silver and the brass and iron, there is no number. Arise, therefore, and be, be doing, doing. <laughs> and the Lord be with thee. David also commanded all the princes of Israel, this is what she started off with, mm-hmm. saying, all the princes of Israel to help Solomon his son, saying, Is not the Lord your God with you? And hath he not given you rest on every side? For he hath given the inhabitants of the land into my hand, and the, hand is, and the land is subdued before the Lord and before his people. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Arise, therefore, and build ye the sanctuary of the Lord God to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy vessels of God unto the house that it is to be built to the name of the Lord. So all y'all, I need your help. It's going to take us all to do this. Mm-hmm. Could you see these guys, though? Can't you imagine that there would have been some didn't want to do it that way? Let's build it a different way. Let's do it another house.
1: But I guarantee you there would have been men who didn't <clears throat> want it to do that way if it, the order had come from Solomon.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. Solomon
3: is, is this... young and tender.
1: S- not just young and tender. That's what it said, though. Scandalous. The, yeah, he is also the son of Bathsheba. They're going to say, you shouldn't even be king. Mm-hmm. You're, you're the son of another man's wife. Mm-hmm. Right? hmm not, not... When they would have said that about Solomon, they would have been right. Mm-hmm. They said that about Christ. Mm-hmm.
0: That they were wrong.
1: They were wrong. Mm-hmm. He was the only begotten of the Father. But what they threw in his teeth was, we know who our Father is. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We know. But what's the Father say? This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Mm-hmm. Now, Solomon is just a picture. He's not the right he, one. Right? But David perfect. says to these men, you do this for Solomon because I said so. Mm-hmm. These men will lay down their life for the father, mm-hmm. for David. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm getting yes. my metaphors mixed, but I'm but trying to yes. explain this. Yes, I do. For David to say to these men and all these leaders in Israel, mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do, is the reason these leaders do this under Solomon. Mm-hmm. They have every reason to reject Solomon. Mm-hmm. They do. Right? Mm-hmm. Christ, they don't it, have any reason. It just makes he's it He's not better stained, picture. stained or tainted. Mm-hmm. He is the only begotten of the father. He's virgin born. He's what he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But what they say to him is, we know who our daddy is you don't
3: mm-hmm.
1: right but he does but God says this is my boy mm-hmm. when John baptizes him in the Jordan River this is my son mm-hmm. do what he said right Set he on says, the Mount he says on Mount Tri- mm-hmm. this is my son mm-hmm. in whom I am well pleased and and the Bible says that if if you have something that you want to say to be known as fact in a court of law in Israel or in anywhere in Israel you have to have at least two witnesses mm-hmm. well he has the God the Father God, the Holy oh, Spirit, Spirit, at both of those places, right? Mm-hmm. He has the dove that's the Holy Spirit and the mm-hmm. Father's voice. This is who you trust. Mm-hmm. This is who you count on. And, and it's, it, there's a picture here
3: mm-hmm.
1: that's bigger than our minds are able to even grasp. It is. That is true. That when David calls these men together and says, for my sake, mm-hmm. you trust you my this. son. Do this. My son mm-hmm. speaks for me. Mm-hmm. So when you obey him, it's like obeying me. Mm-hmm. That's what he said about Christ. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what God. What Jesus that's what God said, said about Christ. Mm-hmm. Every, Jesus said, "Every word I speak is of the Father. Mm-hmm. I and the Father are one." You see me? You see? You, him. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. the same ones. Mm-hmm. So when it, there's that whole story where he talks about lending out the vineyard, and he says mm-hmm. they'll reverence my son, but they don't. They don't. Mm-hmm. But they. But he says that they will. He's, but but he, well, he's the reason the you same... reverence the son is the son speaks for the father. It's right? the same thing. It's the same. We're, we're not different. Mm-mm.
0: No. And it's amazing right? that in this little book of Chronicles, way back here in the back, in the, New, in the Old Testament, is such a perfect picture.
1: I mean, what's imperfect about it is the fact that it's two men.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And we mess it all up. Mm-hmm. But what God has created here
3: mm-hmm.
1: is, is glory for Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. right the glory he said it he said that he
0: deserves so you might be able to look in the new testament and say you know remember when david said this about solomon you know i mean you might be able to start mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you're making the comparisons and of his
1: kingdom right forever yes he shall build a house verse 10 for my name he shall be my son Mm -hmm. and i will be his father and i will establish the throne of his kingdom over israel forever Solomon's know,
0: throne, Solomon's Christ's not throne, Christ forever, Christ's throne. That's where we switched words. That that's Solomon's. where we switched words for just a minute to mm-hmm. have
1: dual meaning. Mm-hmm.
0: So then we go into chapter twenty-three, and I think we probably should go into chapter twenty-three because just I assume, for a little
1: bit, we may not make it all the way because
0: you've got some numbers. So David, when he was old, so verse twenty-three, chapter twenty-three, verse one says, "So when David was old and full of days, he made Solomon his son king over Israel." And he gathered together all the princes of Israel with the priests and the Levites, same as what you just said. Now the Levites were numbered from the age of thirty years and upward, and their number by their poles, man by man, was thirty and eight thousand.
1: Okay, so there's a lot in there. Okay, so let's go. So something I think is interesting to note is that they're only counting men in the tribe of Levi older than thirty. So here's the rule. You can't come into service as a priest until you're 30 years old you couldn't even speak in the synagogue or tabernacle until you were 30 years old because nothing you said and and there's some wisdom to this in man Mm -hmm. okay nothing they said nothing you say before you're 30 Carries any weight whatsoever. <laughs> Don't True. you feel like that if you're older than 30? Like mm-hmm. you look back at the things you said, Richie was talking about that today, and things you believed about God and things you just said so arrogantly about the way God does things. And you look back on it and you go, what was I even thinking mm-hmm. to say that about God? Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, you had to be at least 30, mm-hmm. which is interesting because that's when Jesus begins his ministry mm-hmm. at 30 years old. But what's even more interesting is that 12 years old, mm-hmm. He's sitting in the middle of the temple, mm-hmm. teaching the doctors of the law, those long gray beards and gray mm-hmm. hairs, mm-hmm. and they're going. How does he know this? Right. They're all, can't you just see him, 12 years old? Why? Because he's not 12 years old. He's timeless. Mm-hmm. He's from before mm-hmm. the earth began. Mm-hmm. And they're gathered in. Listen to what he has to say. Where did this child
2: come he, from? And it does, The Bible
1: didn't say he was there listening or gathering well, information. It says he was teaching mm-hmm. the law at 12 years old. And his mom, why did you scare us? Why didn't? Why weren't you in the group? Why did you do this? Don't you know? I have to be about my father's business. I wonder right? where those guys my were, were when he <laughs> got to be thirty. I wonder I had wonder they passed where, away,
0: were they? Where were those guys? I, I it's kind of mm-hmm. you know maybe God will open our eyes and show us something. But you know there were people there who
1: took notice of this twelve-year-old boy, but at around thirty. He walks in, mm-hmm. and he reads from the book of Isaiah, and he, said, and he says, Today, mm-hmm. this is fulfilled in your ears. He, mm-hmm. Start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, right this yeah. is the beginning of what, what I have 30, to say. there were and
0: 8,000, of which twenty and 4,000
1: were to set forward the work of the house of the Lord. If you get further into this chapter, and I don't know how far we will get, but they're broken by, okay, so there's the whole tribe of Levi, but it's all the descendants of Levi. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they all had jobs to do, but they weren't all priests. Correct. They all had jobs to do. This is what I read in... Tribe of Aaron. Fix or me Aaron's, if I'm wrong. But, uh-huh. right? Aaron in a minute, Are mm-hmm. Aaron only... His descendants are the priests. The priests. Mm-hmm. But all Levites had the responsibility yes, of the they temple. Did. Yeah, they did. And some of them had the responsibility of the outside of the temple. Mm-hmm. And some of them had responsibility for the inside of the temple. Mm-hmm. And some of them had responsibility for the teeniest, tiniest details... Of the tools in the temple Mm -hmm. and they would be called up like there'd be like you took turns you didn't constantly do that job Mm -hmm. but they would call you up and you would serve that was your inheritance Levites didn't even own land because their inheritance was God himself Mm -hmm. right their Mm -hmm. inheritance was God that's what Moses said now that changed because they broke all the rules but Mm -hmm. their inheritance was Christ and God and they take turns doing those things but Aaron's what you said, his descendants are the priests and not everybody's a high priest. Mm-mm. There's only one at a the time. Right? Mm-hmm. There's one of those and it wasn't always the same guy. Mm-mm. Right? Mm -hmm. they turns with that. But there was also a priest that handled the shoe bread and a priest that handles the candlestick and a priest that offers the sacrifice and a priest that offers, right? Mm -hmm. There's all these different things going on and what all these different things mean and and, and uh, the music. And the cleaning and the bringing in the water. So what uh, you're about to read, so so it said there's 38,000. Here's how it breaks down, (laughs) okay? And this took me way more time than it should have (laughs) taken me today to figure this out. And I had to bring in the expert, my sister, with the math. Okay, so 24,000 of them, their job, their, their part to serve is to work on the house of God. I called them brawn. <laughs> okay. They didn't have to be incredibly smart. They had to be incredibly they had, they had hardworking. Up, they
0: had to set it up and put it, take it well, down and all that stuff. Not,
1: not the temple. The temple's permanent. Oh, sorry. Yes. So these 24,000... That's true. I'm thinking... ...are going to stuff. make sure that the roof is repaired, and they're going to make sure mm-hmm. that the walls don't have a breach, and they're going to make sure that the outside of the building is draining well. Right? hmm Yep. And the inside of the building. they got to make sure that it's not falling in, and they got to make sure that if anything needs replaced or fixed on the inside, that it's taken care of. Mm-hmm. 6,000 of them were officers and judges.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what that meant? That meant that these men of God... Didn't stay separate from government. Mm-mm. They were in, right in it. Mm-hmm. These men of God, chosen by God for Him, for them, mm-hmm. inher- their inheritance, were the civic public servants mm-hmm. of their nation. Mm-hmm. You needed men of God to judge matters between mm-hmm. two people at a court of law. You needed men of God to tell them what the scripture said and how the law should be applied and how they ought to live. And I think, Officers I think and chapter judges.
0: 23 of First Chronicles has a lot more in it than people give it credit for.
1: 4,000 reporters,
3: mm-hmm.
1: gatekeepers.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Think about this. The men of God decided who could come in. And who could go out Mm -hmm. and who had no business coming in, no business going, right? Mm -hmm. They were to stand there and be guards for the bouncers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said brawn, and the officers and judges are the brain. And then you've got the bouncers. (laughs) And you think, why is that important? It's really important, Mm -hmm. especially if you look at it in the light of Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And then 4,000, their whole job to praise. Praisers, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And why do you need praisers? Why can't the people just come and praise? They needed an example. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: They needed a leader. They needed people. You know what? So do you. (laughs) We Mm -hmm. need people who will stand up and say, praise Praise the Lord Lord. with me. Mm -hmm. Right? Watch me praise and follow me and praise him too. Right, and they were musicians, and, and they I like were singers that, though, too. Because look how
0: it reads that it says, "In four thousand praised the Lord with the instruments which I made." made <laughs> I made, said David, to praise therewith. To the intention was prepared it,
1: getting it ready so that they could praise. Yeah, I I, did, I, I thought of that too. David said, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. "They need some instruments, and I made them. I made them." Can you mm-hmm. imagine? So uh, the beauty, mm-hmm. you needed the brain and the brawn and the bouncers. And the, beauty. and the beauty and I think about I've been spending a lot of time thinking about the mind of Christ.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I know I can never figure it out and I can never get to the end. And a lot and a lot of people say, you're wasting your time, and I get it.
3: But, but to, it think, is a to think thing to about think about that
1: mind overwhelms, astounds me, and blesses me, makes me want to cry right now. How grand, mm-hmm. right? the judgments but not just the judgments the understanding the creativity the mastery the beauty the, the
3: but also mm, the beauty yes.
1: mm-hmm. also the the brain the the strength of christ mm-hmm. what can he not take care of what burden can he not carry what sin can he not cover what did he not do at the cross what did he leave what undone what did he leave undone he didn't leave anything what undone. did he leave mm-hmm. undone right <laughs> just just thinking about it takes thirty-eight thousand of these 30 year old and up levites to perform what needs to be done in one building so that the people might come and and the high priest meet with god and give them what they need to do and think about that Mm -hmm. job being done by christ himself but exponentially better Mm -hmm. and more and one person Mm -hmm. everyone on earth that they want to can come Mm -hmm. and experience his strength and Tap into his brain and write, be protected by the fact that he is the door, the mm-hmm. porters, the gatekeeper. He said, I am the door. You don't come in unless you go through me. Right? Right. Right. He's the gatekeeper mm-hmm. and the praise. Like, what is Christ constantly doing? He is praising the Father. He's, He's praising God, God the Father mm-hmm. and giving glory to his Father and obedience to his Father. And think, just, I don't know. It overwhelms me to think that I can't even get this close to what He is, and what He's provided, and what He's done, and what His office and is. And you can be overwhelmed by just that simple little
0: thought. So can you imagine what it's gonna be like when we get no, there? No. When it hasn't even entered into our hearts and minds, what He's got prepared for us. Can you imagine when we have a brain that thinks like Him? How he, how How is that going to not be the most
1: amazing thing ever? Listen to this from Hebrews chapter five. Every high priest is selected from among the people. Now we're talking about that specific job. Only Aaron's descendants and only for a short period Mm -hmm. of time, right? Mm -hmm. Every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God. To offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal. Wait a minute. I want to read that in the right version you got to get your King
0: James Version Matts is not
1: going to agree with that. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we've got to stay in the King James Version. Now listen to it again. For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way? That's me. And that he himself also is compassed with infirmity, That's the old high priest. And by reason hereof he ought, as for the people, so also for himself, to offer for sins. The man, high priest, needs needs his own sacrifice. And no man taketh his honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest, but he said unto them, Thou art my son. Today have I begotten thee. And he said in another place, Thou art a priest. For ever after the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared, though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered, I'm almost there, and being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him, called of God, a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered seeing that you are dull of hearing for when the time for when for the time you ought to be teachers you have need of one to teach you again which be the first principles of the oracles of god which are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat and what is he saying he's like when i tried to tell you what kind of high priest christ is you ought to already know because of everything God's mm-hmm. given you, but you don't know. But you don't know, and even if you did know, even if we go back to those simple principles, when you actually you can't wrap your mind around mm-hmm. all that he what is. Christ has done and what He is. You can't and because He's He's outside of even this Aaron's family, the Levitical priesthood. He's a priest before it was ever invented to be a priest. Mm-hmm. And so much better than anything and so you can. So much
0: offer. more than what, and what was it, better is what Hebrews is so all about. Much better. So much better. Well, we're out of time. We're, Sorry. So no, that's fine. We are. We'll stop, pick up at chapter twenty-three, verse six, for next week, Lord willing. If we're all here, for not, we'll meet you in heaven. We'll talk around the throne about it. Okay. So as we get ready to close out, though, for anybody who's joining us for the first time, or who is just hearing about God maybe for the first time. What do we want to make sure they know? You go first. <laughs> so from my perspective, I'm going to talk to the church members that are, have been here a while. I'm going to talk to you about how stubborn we become and how um, self-focused we are and arrogant we are that, to, to think that we've already got all this understood and we understand what God's saying and, you know, we know a lot. We do. We know some things. But I encourage you and I challenge you to start reading your Bible as if you have never read that particular verse before. Read it with new eyes, let the Holy Spirit lead you, let your heart be changed, let your mind be changed, let your mind be renewed. See it from His perspective instead of what you think you already know. And stay faithful, keep your lamps full, don't let down, don't be discouraged, don't get downhearted. It's easy to do. I suffer with that myself. I'm trying really hard to find a way out of that for myself. He has given us everything we need. We ought to be able to trust that. We've got to learn to trust that. We have to make ourselves trust that. From the new Christian perspective.
1: I'm gonna end where I started, right? I'm gonna end with that story of those ladies waiting for the bridegroom, Mm -hmm. right? what i'm trying to what i'm trying to say about the point i'm trying to get across about those ladies is that without an awareness that we're beggars Mm -hmm. that we have a great need Mm -hmm. and that we serve a great savior all your effort Mm -hmm. to be righteous and all your effort to prepare yourself and all your effort to stave off the trouble that you see coming in our country or coming in your family or whatever it is, in your job or whatever it is, all the effort you have to prepare yourself is going to fail.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What you prepare is a heart to receive a great Savior who's already laid everything you need in store so that you can do what you've been called and purposed to do. And I think if I could say that to the to the whole world that's what i'd want to do is say the best thing that can ever happen to you is for you to realize what you need
2: mm-hmm.
1: because when you realize what you need you find every bit of it in christ mm-hmm. he'll yeah. answer that need he will make you prepared he is the preparation he's the source mm-hmm. of everything that you need and he's got it covered
3: mm-hmm.
1: but in, if you neglect to consider
3: mm-hmm.
1: right then you get caught up short because you've been offered a great thing in Christ, the yes, best thing have. in Christ, but you can neglect it. You can go, uh, uh, you can go on like you know what. I've got everything I need. The bridegroom's going to be here. I don't need to make any preparation. It's fine. I'll be fine. He's going, you know. But you're not fine. You're empty, mm-hmm. and you can't go. And you, you
0: have the solution. You just have to be aware of the and, need. And nobody can go and get that for you when it's too late. When it's too late. All right. Thank you for joining us. We hopefully, Lord willing, we'll see you next week. Keep your Bibles open. Stay battle ready.